Who's the real murderer? Despite the massive area of our city, people are found living in the urban like a bunch of ants attached to one tree. Either there's a building bearing a large number of people, or a vast land right in front of that building, occupied by the street dogs. The person living in an apartment meant for four people, but occupied by 16, cannot escape his devastating life and build a house on that vacant land because he ain't got no paper with a state bank stamp to call it money. In a place as such, somewhere between all the fuss, there was a building that tells its story through its holes, like we take everything inside through the holes in our body and a story is told. On the walls of the building you can spot dried out bloodstains, broken parts of vehicles, torn clothes, tobacco ash, empty beer bottles, marks the human leave on its doorway, sometimes you hear humans too, like, men shouting, women shouting, women laughing, men laughing, sometimes children running, playing but sometimes sitting in a corner, just near the hole of the building that could take you inside into the world of filthy experiences, sitting in that corner, a child, scared, crying, but scared to cry louder, sits alone while people look at him slash her with ignorant disgust. Only the residents of the tall building in the sky it touches know what goes on inside, just like the guy who lived on the 13th floor. A small one-bedroom flat with no window or balcony, only a room that ends before starting, minimal furniture, and tube light. The guy lived. Now you can imagine that he didn't live alone. But that night he was alone, every Wednesday night he would be all by himself in the room because all his roommates went out to get girls. Some even brought them to the flat and the girls would leave the building before dawn, as if the god only sees in light. He sat in the broken chair placed in the middle of his room. The only view was through the exit door of that flat. No light but a street light piercing inside through the hole in the roof and a yellow light appearing, from the hole in the door that he was now facing while sitting in that chair. Whenever he was bored, he would sit in that chair and look out of that hole because that hole showed him stories. Through that hole, he could watch life passing by. He could watch life thriving to exist. He had, watched life surviving brutal hits. He watched life screaming and shouting and breaking and failing. But that night he watched life leaving that building. He sat in that chair while staring at the hole. Watching right through it into the corridor, that looked so pale as if it was sick of all the terrible experiences it had been hiding in its walls for years. A little while later, he heard a scream. Scream so loud that he snapped out of his illusionary world. Well, while looking through that hole his imaginations had taken him to another world, to his dream house with a beautiful seaside view where all the worries were taken away by the waves in the water, but that scream brought him back. Brought him back into the building, sitting in that broken chair, staring out of the hole into the pale corridor. Two men were shouting, another day, another fight, he thought to himself. They were shouting at each other one of them sounded weak, while the other man was speaking at the top of his lungs. There was no other voice. Nobody came close to them. It became a daily ritual now. A few moments later, he could see them right through that hole. One guy holding a gun while the other held his hands together. He was asking for mercy. The guy with the gun, not so strong physically but he had the gun, maybe the power? While the guy begging for mercy was tall and strong. If he had hit his head hard enough the guy with the gun could get his head wounded badly by hitting the wall. Maybe he could knock him out with a little force. But he was screaming. Please, I will pay you, my children. My children haven't eaten for days and I do not have enough savings to pay you. I'm still in search for work. Please, don't make me do your filthy business to become a part of your sinful acts. I cannot kill one more soul. It haunts me, I'm scared. I can do anything but kill. He was not ready to listen to him. 
So, he told him, either you kill or I kill you. The guy begged for mercy and said he wouldn't say a word to anyone about their interaction. Just between that fuss, there was a gunshot. He dropped dead. His hands now over his chest, right in front of the eyes of the guy sitting in the chair, just in front of the door. He could see them through the hole but he didn't move an inch. He didn't move an inch at all, he kept staring out of the hole with cold eyes. He saw them fighting, he heard them screaming. He was stronger to have saved the other stronger man from the man with the gun but he didn't move an inch. He let him die. He let his body drag from that corridor leaving his bloodstains behind on the walls, on the door, through the hole. The body was dumped into the bushes for the stray dogs to feast on. But he stood up. He stood up a few moments later, to wash the stains of blood on the floor of his flat and on his hands, blood that sprinted through the hole when the man got shot in his chest. He was now looking at his hands while thinking to himself that, who is the real murderer?